0: This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the Redskins' news from the week. Who was cut? Who did well at the minicamps? And there is a bunch of discussion on the forum about who the number two receiver will be. We'll talk about this and much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, y'all? Yo yo
1: yo, what's up? Yo, what's
0: up? It was a pretty busy week for the Redskins. Um, as you know, a few people were cu- cut, including the dude that I thought would be the next Trey Johnson. Okie from Muskoki, Wachoko Choco Lakatika do? Gonna
1: get
0: you. Gonna get you, Kalicha. Kalika was cut. We'll get you, got Gotcha cut got up. cut. And um, let me see. Three other dudes were signed, including. Uh The big Hawaiian. The safety? Who
1: got signed today? Oh yeah, on top of those other three that got signed from camp. Yeah, he got signed today. Yeah. So yeah, actually he's our he's the only one the only one left that hasn't been signed out of the uh out of the draft picks is uh Roger McIntosh.
0: Yeah. Hi. He'll get signed. He's the big money dude, so he's gotta hold out a little bit.
1: Yeah, dude, what do you yeah. think? Are they waiting to see like if his knee's gonna
0: be okay or what? I think he's holding out a little bit. Think so? It could be a little my of both. Am ah. oh, my knee hurts. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I thought that was pretty messed up with his knee anyway and they didn't check it beforehand, but that was last week's news. Um I thought it was an in- interesting discussion starting to uh develop in the forum about the uh who the number 2 receiver will be. Uh, for the Redskins coming up this season, and I wanted to get you guys' takes on that situation. Um, especially John's, since, uh, he's been- Are we talking
2: about the ferryboat captain post?
0: <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but we'll get to that. Oh, we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the ferryboat captain post.
1: <laughs> spelled... oh, there some... Yeah, there's been good discussions going on about, like, who's, who's it gonna be, and, uh, particularly between, uh, Danny and, uh, Friend boy, uh, who's, a new poster, a new poster right the there. Uh, yeah, it's getting up there, but he's, but he's posting. He and Danny are kind of going back and forth at it, uh, and they they both got some good opinions about uh, you know what they think as far as what's gonna what's gonna happen with these
0: guys. Well, what do you guys think?
2: Well, well, I think my post on the uh, on the forum pretty much says it all. far <laughs> the uh, the receivers are concerned there. Well, what did you have to say John? <laughs> Yeah, great.
0: Oh, so let's I, leave it at that, yeah. y'all. <laughs> oh no, no, no,
2: you want me to actually to uh, talk about it? Oh, sure do. All right. Yeah. Well, honestly, um, I think Danny was the one who said that he thinks that um, Brandon Lloyd is a little overrated, and maybe he was for being a number one pick a few years ago. But he, I, I think he is going to be the solid number two receiver, um, but at least the number three receiver on this team because he is a big playmaker. Even though he's got his little rap gig on the side and everything, I don't think Joe Gibbs is going to give him any grief about that because, you know, I mean, Joe Gibbs handled Dexter Manly, enough said. So, and, and, you know, he's one injury, or whoever is the number four who I think is going to be Patton, having to work his way back. I think, uh, you know, he's one injury away from being in the starting lineup. And, it's it, you know, it's just one play, and there you go.
0: Who's that, Patton? Patton. I personally dudes. Need- I think the Patton, um, I think he has a shot at being the number two. I know a lot of people are saying Brandon Lloyd or even Randall L., but I think Patton, if he's healthy, I think he might be able to get in there. Depends. I haven't really seen Brandon Lloyd play that much because, to tell you the truth, I don't watch San Francisco play unless they're playing the Redskins.
2: Right. But During that game, he scored a touchdown against the Redskins in the last uh Campaign
0: on my dad. Yeah, but I still think that David Patton might surprise you in training camp, and we'll just have to wait and see what the preseason holds as far as the receivers. But the way I see it, Santana Moss is one. Uh, I'm going to give Patton number two. Um, I'm going to give Lloyd number three, and Randall L number four. Really? Although I don't know about. I mean. Then again, why would Dan Snyder go spend so much money to get both Brandon Lloyd and Randall L. and not have them
2: start? Because he can chop down an entire side of a mountain if he wants to,
0: uh-huh. as we know. Um, I'm thinking, I'm wondering if there's going
2: to be a solid set number three receiver, as long as all four of them really are going to be healthy. I think uh, Randall L., who has never has stepped up to be a full-time receiver, um, I think he may... Maybe he'll be uh, platooning the number three spot with Patton or something like that. It's a possibility. Especially if they're going to have him running back kicks and, you know, doing trick plays and all that good stuff.
0: Right. Don't forget... Um, another thing that come up, up... I was going to say, don't forget James Trash. Uh,
1: you know, there were some uh, some pretty uh, opinionated uh, posts there between Danny and Friend Boy again going on about uh, about James Trash. And, uh... Um, yeah, you know, there are there were all these questions. I said, Let's not forget about because I mean and, and you know, uh one of the guys said, Hey James Thrash sucks and you know, he's good on special teams, but so blah blah blah. Fair catch waiting to happen on punts. Um and, and I don't know, those guys are kinda going, going back and forth. You know, I, I like James Thrash. I think he's a good guy. I think he's got uh I think he can 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 run back the kicks. He's got he's got potential to do that. And if, if Randall L doesn't want to do that you know, uh, it's a possibility
0: there. Oh, you know who we could bring back to run that kicks? John's favorite player, Antonio Brown.
2: Oh, man, he's awesome. Cut! <laughs> Cut! I don't know James Thrash. I think James Thrash might be on the uh, on the downward curve as far as his career goes. I think he's going to be able to fill a, a really good solid spot on special teams and as a spot receiver, but I don't think he's going to he's going to crack the top 4 um anymore and I think his play last year really showed that. Cuz he was playing as the number 3 receiver and, and he wasn't doing great. But he is, he's a he's a heck of a team leader and he's a you know, he's good at firing them up and he's good on special teams and I think he has a now, I mean, he's definitely got a future number of years with the Redskins, but I'm not exactly convinced that he would actually have a chance of cracking the top four because I think he is on the downward curve at his at this point, let's as nice it, as he
0: is. Let's put it this way. He's a good guy to have on your team if your first guy gets injured. You're like, whoa, at least we got James that we can put in there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Brian Mitchell. You know, you could plug him into a bunch of different uh, various spots on the roster. Uh, so you know, like good old Ryan Mitchell.
0: Okay, uh cool. Um but back to those guys that got signed this week. Um John, give us the rundown.
2: Right. We uh the Redskins signed three of their draft picks from uh from April of Anthony Montgomery and Kendrick Goldston who are both uh defensive linemen. And Kevin Simon, the oft talked about on Harry Hogg Football, a linebacker from that small school known as Tennessee. And um, they cut a few people, like we were talking about before, your boy, uh, uh, got to get you, and a couple others. Uh, the super-duper long to make the team. And I'm sure we're going to keep hearing about bits and pieces of that throughout the summer, where one guy might get signed and one guy might get cut as they uh, see various people on the waiver wire where they can fill them in on the, uh, on the, on the team
0: hmm Um also I read some article, I think it was from like I don't know, some Spanish newspaper or something like that. About oh. <laughs> about a linebacker. Um I'm sorry, he was an offensive lineman who was assigned number fifty six, but his name was Harvey.
2: Oh <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I saw that article too on, on on the post.
0: I don't know.
1: Harvey
0: or something like that. But he was he was oh, cho- trying they said he was trying to make the team, and he's a long shot to make the team, But they had a pretty good little uh, article there with him. It was it was pretty interesting. Um, On oh,
2: Redshift.com, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was LaVar like, Harvey. yeah, I'm not related to Ken Harvey. Right. <laughs>
0: and I'm not, and Levar, I'm not. Arrington. I'm
2: LeVar Arrington. Which, yeah. you know, duh, because he's a lineman over
1: 50.
0: <laughs> anyway. I remember just reading the article and I was all confused. I was like, "Ken Harvey is fifty eight. What are they talking about?"
1: He's a pretty big, dude. There, <laughs> didn't he? I, I was just looking. At him. He's like six three, three hundred and five pounds. Out of San Diego State, he's a pretty big, dude. Yeah.
0: But anyway, I wanted to uh, point out that the uh, discussions are heating up on that forum. So if you guys haven't checked out the forum, get on there and check it out. Um It's pretty interesting Now that we finally got people to go on there Besides Danny It's, start, it's starting <laughs> yeah, to Yeah we got
2: up. a few other people on there To finally start batting some ideas back and forth Other than than us and Danny And that's pretty cool Yeah, yeah. Keep posting on there I actually finally got on there today I've been really slacking But
1: uh did we uh, I have no excuse. Yeah, we've been slapping John around for it. Did uh yeah we didn't finish, talk, we didn't finish talking about the other three that got signed, right? Anthony Montgomery, Kedrick Goldson, and Kevin Simon. Those uh those are the other three signed this week in addition right. to uh, to uh the Hawaiian. Oh, that's right. We just signed like you uh,
2: mentioned earlier, uh the Hutu. Right. or oh, the, the Futu. Futu. Yes. When so that leaves only our second round pick. Yep. Yep. Which like we were saying, it's probably going to carry on until later in the year or later in the offseason.
0: We'll see. I don't, know. I don't foresee any problems, personally. Um, let me think. Um, other things, I, I put a post up about it, but I heard Jerry Rice was talking on the Sirius Satellite Radio. And he said that um, he said that Daryl Green was the best cornerback that he'd ever faced, first of all. But then in the same breath, he said, and so is Deion Sanders. So I had mixed feelings about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah well, yeah. but who did he mention first, at least? Daryl Green. Yeah. You know, some, yeah. I was reading some of the posts that people were putting up on um, Real Football 365 this year, uh, talking about Deion Sanders. It, it makes me think. You know, I, I try to blur it in my mind that he was ever a redskin I, I don't accept it. I just don't accept it. I just picture him and wearing a star on his helmet. Mm-hmm. That Terry Allen
2: was number twenty one,
1: and then um, Fred, Smurt Fred was Smith number 21. was number twenty one. yeah. twenty one, yeah. And, oh. uh, and yeah, now, that's pretty uh, much Scott it. Taylor.
2: Yeah. I I don't accept that. I think that was a uh, I think that was something that people like to joke and try to tease
1: us about. <laughs> but I don't accept that he was ever a Redskins. I don't remember that at all. But but on uh, now I was looking at uh, uh, on RealFootball three hundred and fifty five dot com. They usually put up some some good articles, and people have you know some good comments to say. But they put out this article this week, and it was like like the elite of the NFL, or the NFC elite this year. And they listed Dallas and Philadelphia to be the two top elite teams.
0: Are you sure you weren't looking at an article from like a few years back?
1: Dude, yeah, truly. Because that makes, as we all know, I'm sure everyone listening just went, huh? Exactly, no, no, it was up there for this year And everybody was like, what are you guys on crack?
0: I do have to say that Jerry Rice also said that he thought Dallas was going to go to the Super Bowl (laughs) This year? Yeah I do have to say though, the NFC East is going to be tight
2: The NFC East is going to be tight It's, It's all kinds of old school, like back in the 80s, even more than it
1: was last year
0: It could be like a few field goals separating first from last place
1: I'm re- I'll read you a little snippet I just found it It's uh, from June 19th So it's only what A couple of days ago Right mm-hmm. Here's how the article starts Dallas and Philadelphia The elite of the NFC East Two teams <laughs> will compete For NFC East title. The Dallas Cowboys And the Philadelphia Eagles That's crazy And then they go on to say Well I want the New York Giants to And they have all these reasons but Let me get to the Redskins it says, The Washington Redskins' 2006 schedule is also more difficult than their 2005 slate, but their bigger problem is that they are relying on an injury-prone 36-year-old quarterback who is already hurt. If Mark Rideau goes down for any length of time during the season, either Jason Campbell or Todd Collins will call the signals. And like the Giants, the Redskins haven't upgraded their talent enough to offset their difficult schedule. That's crazy.
2: What? How could anyone have updated the talent any more than the Redskins did,
0: dude? They're also forgetting that and we that have a number.
2: Definitely a dissenting voice because that that is absolutely outrageous. Let me tell you, there are
1: there are a ton of content. There's a ton of comments on here, and everybody's pretty much there, except for the few obvious Dallas fans. Most people are like, "What? What are you talking about?" Yeah. Um, and then the Dallas fans are like, "Cowboys are going all the way, and I don't care who doesn't like it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man! Most people are like, I laugh at this article, but I put a oh, post yeah. there and I was like, "Good lord, this is crazy." Um, some guy wrote, "This dude evidently didn't read much about any team other than Philly and Dallas." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably just read a couple of paragraphs written by fans of it.
0: <laughs> oh my! First of all, Brunel's injury is his like pinky, and you could probably play tomorrow if he had to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he got his what his cast is off, and he's. I mean his little splint or whatever is off now and he's you know.
0: Well dude when he talked to him he kind of like he like kinda looked kind of disgusted when we even asked him about the injury he was like whatever I know He's like it's nothing
1: He's like it's oh, it a spine it'll be fine
0: He acted like it was a hangnail Yeah
1: well one thing that Brunel has not done since he's been in
2: Washington for 2 years is he has not gained the uh, the absolute trust as the number 1 quarterback on the team I think especially because his first year he played with that that hidden injury to his hamstring that he's never really talked about Mm -hmm. and disclosed in the Mm -hmm. offseason last year. You know, he was up and down, and he kind of faded, it looked like, a little bit towards the end of the year. And I've always been a big Mark Brunel fan. I think he's a great quarterback. Well, I think he's he's very accomplished. But I think a lot of people, uh, Washington fans, um, Washington higher-ups, are wanting to get Jason Campbell some time. On the field during games because they want him to be ready. Yes, yeah. and I think maybe he's getting a little bit of pressure, feeling feeling that that second year quarterback breathing down his
1: neck a little bit. But I think you know he's a good fit for the Redskins. And I, mean, I do too. He, he had uh, you know he had a lot against him. I mean, everybody was kind of rallying behind um, Patrick Ramsey, and uh, and it, you know Gibbs had said Ramsey was going to be the go to guy, and then we all saw how that panned out. And, right. Brunel was able to step in, and he kind of had that calm and confidence and was able to take control and, uh, you know, run the offense and and make things start to happen. And, uh, you know, something that Ramsey just could not do, whether or not not that's because he was very green and just didn't have the playing time, you know, we don't know. And honestly, I don't care anymore. I mean, he's up up with the Jets, and good luck to him. But, I mean, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe... The whole Jason Campbell thing, a lot of people want to see him in there, but maybe we shouldn't be too antsy to get him in there, kind of like we were with Patrick Ramsey, you know, let's let him learn it. And another thing with Jason Campbell, I mean, he's had so many, uh, he's had like six different systems that he's had to learn in the past six years, going going back all the way to the beginning of his college days. And, I mean, right. so the guy has not had any consistency. And here we go again into another season with the Redskins, and he is uh, got to learn another system under Al Fonder. So it's not just right. it's not just doing a repeat of the Joe Gibbs system. And here he is again, same team, different system. So, I mean, you know, give him some time. That said, Mark Rinell's got to learn the Al Fonder system, too. So together they're, they're going to be learning and uh so we'll see what happens.
0: Plus, the dudes that wrote the article, what were they thinking about Drew Bledsoe? Drew, like, touched me and I fumbled Bledsoe behind, like, one of the worst offensive lines. Well, the worst offensive line, I think, in the NFC East. Right. Um, I
2: think the Redskins definitely have the most potent defense, especially with Sean Taylor returning and not, not going down to jail in Dade County. Or yeah. Broward County or whatever county is around Miami.
0: Those dudes, whoever wrote that was probably that same guy from, uh, what was it, Sports Illustrated last year that I was joking, saying the Redskins were going to be like 3 and 13 or whatever it was. Probably that same guy that wrote that article. Anyway.
2: Well, I, I think that guy sucks.
1: Let's
0: move on. <laughs> yeah, I think he sucks. I think he
1: sucks. Man. Um, um, I think we're pretty much done for this week, actually Yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't want to ramble on Only other news, I mean, today, I mean, as a note of interest Clinton Portis is going to be in Williamsburg uh, Beginning on Sunday, Sunday through Wednesday He's going to be there for the Colonial All-Pro Football Camp at William & Mary uh, so Good if, time, if anybody's good 1AA double, double uh, football program there at William yeah. & Mary uh, Go out, enjoy the, enjoy the camp, and uh, say hello to Clinton.
0: And I think tonight as we speak right now, um, they're showing on the NFL network uh all these red skin like the Super Bowl NFL films and then last season's recap. I think it's tonight, but it might be next Thursday, so check your local listings.
1: <laughs> um and, and uh on a on a different note, uh if you guys are listening to the podcast and uh and uh wouldn't mind cruising on over to the website, HarryhawkFootball HogsFootball.com We're probably going to put something up there um, In the next day or so uh, Where you can take a little survey About what you think about the website um, You don't have to But we sure would appreciate it It's uh, it's actually for a, Like a national podcast poll um, And it uh, will help us In our podcast rankings As far as uh, making us uh putting us out there and making, uh, have, letting us have some exposure to other Redskins fans who might not know about us. Uh, right. And uh, we just want everybody to be able to gather, listen, hang out, post, you know, talk about the Skins. and uh, That's what it's all about, is talking about our favorite football team and our favorite sport. Yep. No pressure, but if you enjoy the podcast and you wouldn't mind going out and filling it out, uh there is a little survey on there, or there will be. It's not on there tonight, but it will be on there in the next day or so.
0: And I do have to point out, dudes, that we are just about to get over that hump, and instead of going, like, into the off season, it's like going into the woods, we're going to be coming out of the woods and heading towards That's right training camp. And it's only, That's what, a little over a month until the first preseason game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you think about it.
1: We cruising into, uh. Six weeks. Cruising yep. into camp in a couple of weeks here. So.
0: So, dude. That's
1: right. We might, we, we, there's a chance we might have some reporting going on from Redskins camp. Yes, that is true.
0: And we, um if you guys didn't, li- weren't with us last season, during the season, this podcast is a completely different animal. Um, we especially have to keep ourselves in check if the Redskins suffer a defeat, but. Uh we're pretty different. We get pretty fired up during the season, so make sure you tune in during the season as well. Absolutely. Anyway, we're rambling on, so we'll finish it up. There wasn't that much news from this week. I mean, there were some, but, you know, we got to pace ourselves to make it to the, to the back to the season. So we're going to wrap this up here. Go ahead, check out the website, go on the forum. There was some good discussion on there. Yeah, thanks
1: um, to, the, thanks to the, the new people who have been coming on and posting, uh, all the all the usuals have been on there. We got uh, friend boy this week, Cali girl. Um, and uh, if you're not posted, it, it's out. really easy to get on there. Yes, Just
2: jump on. Just go right to the forum link and check
0: it out. Oh, and dudes, I've noticed that some people have been on the uh, downloading the podcast from the European Union and um, Australia and England. And there was someone on the forum that signed up that's from Ireland. Yes, if you were if you're one of those, like, overseas Redskins fans, send us an email, because I want to hear from you guys and see how you guys, uh you know, be- uh, became a Redskins fan. I'm interested in that.
1: Wanna yeah, do, absolutely. We want to hear the story. Oh, and last but not least, Aaron, uh, we need a random Redskin of the Week.
0: Um, um... Uh... This is a good one this time around.
1: Random Redskin of the Week. Uh, let's see. How about... I'm thinking of...
0: <laughs> something burgundy and gold he's
2: not the most random but I'm thinking of one who played linebacker for the Las Vegas Outlaws and that one horrible joke of a league called the XFL and we were very shocked to see him on the team because you know they introduced him one Kurt of the on the field because it was like high school Kurt Govea and um Kurt Govea
0: Number, All right. number fifty he definitely four
2: he made himself some uh he made some great plays as a Redskins linebacker and it was, it was really hard to see him in that game.
0: Yep. Anyway so it was
2: really hard to see anyone in that game.
0: That was kind of a random league that I hated from uh, didn't we turn it off after the first quarter of the XFL? We
2: we made it to the we made it to halftime, you and I.
0: And we were like, We didn't even
2: watch the second half, it was so
0: bad. Anyway. Anyway. All right, dudes, we'll talk to you next week. Send us an email, Redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com.
2: That's H-A-R-R-Y, hogfootball.com.
0: And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan, joke joke on. on. All right, peace out. Peace,
1: hail to the Redskins.
0: Bye-bye. Hail to the Redskins.